This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I saw the news last night around, oh, 6 o'clock or so, and even for somebody that never, never covered, never interviewed Bob Knight, um, I know people who like have deep relationships with him, Mike Shashevsky, and I know what Bob Knight meant to them. So I felt immediately felt for people like Mike Shashevsky and others. Uh, Jay Billis had a relationship with him, and Jay Billis uh, is made the mistake of giving me his phone number a long time ago, and he joins us on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, I know this touched you as well for a lot of reasons, so. Uh, kind of g- give us what was going through your mind, the memories of Bob Knight when you found out the news yesterday. Yeah, just the finality of it, uh, Adam. Uh, you know, I knew I saw Coach Knight in uh, December, and you know he was suffering through dementia. He didn't really know. I was with Ted Kitchell and uh, Randy Whitman, two of his former Indiana players, and he didn't have any idea who we were. And for those who uh, have family members or friends who have suffered through. Uh, you know, similar things. It's, it's heart wrenching. Uh, so, you know, you knew things were never going to be the same, but, uh, you know, when he passed, uh, yesterday in the news came, you know, there's a finality of it. And then you sort of, the memories flood back and the, the, the deep meaning, uh, that I think he had, uh, as a, not only a person, but as a great American sportsman, you know, he's one of the, the, great coaches in, in American sports history mm-hmm. and in basketball, you know, there was no bigger figure, especially in the seventies and eighties, uh, when he won, you know, titles in 76, uh, uh, 81, 87, uh, he was the, the most prominent coach, uh, in the game globally, not just in college basketball, NBA, you name it. And, uh, you know, NBA people consulted him on the draft. I mean, he was, uh, an innovator on the floor, uh, with, uh, with things that he did. And, uh, uh, you know, he was a brilliant, brilliant coach and bigger than life. And, and, you know, for those who, um, uh, were critical of him, his flaws were bigger than life as well. Jay Billis is joining us here on the Adam Gold show. We know what kind of an influence he had on Mike Krzyzewski, the person. Uh, and I know for a good chunk of coach K's career at Duke, uh, there was a falling out and they really did not have, uh, contact, but what was what were Knight's influences on Coach K as a coach? Oh, I think as uh, profound. I mean, as you know, uh, Coach K played for Knight mm-hmm. at uh, at Army, and uh, and they they were very close uh, when he was at Army, and very close for many many years after that. Um, they did have uh, a very complicated relationship after probably about nineteen. I'd say 1991 or 92, mm-hmm. probably 92. There were times, and and I, you know, Coach K should really be the one to talk right. about this more so than me. But I do have some knowledge of it, and and honestly, it affected my relationship with Knight. Um, you know, I love Coach K, and will do anything for him. And I did not appreciate, and Knight knew I didn't appreciate it the, the way he treated him uh, at times. And there were there were things that there there were small perceived slights that. Coach Knight allowed to become big deals and made a big deal out of it. And there was really nothing that Coach K could do to uh, fix it. 
and uh, and there were times when it was unhealthy, honestly. Um, and later on, last several years, um, you know, Knight knew I disapproved of that, and others did, his former players, and um, it, but it was a it, it was something between the two of them. But but it was all on Coach Knight's side, and uh, but I do know this that Knight loved Coach K. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he had a difficult time. Coach Knight had a difficult time. He couldn't say, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that was one of his flaws. And, uh, but, but he knew, and, and Coach K was very meaningful to him. And, uh, and I know uh, the reverse is true, that, that Coach Knight meant the world to, to Coach K. Yeah, and I think as the, as maybe as Coach K grew and maybe Bob, as certainly when Coach uh, Knight was maybe out of coaching, uh, they kind of, maybe some of that went away. How meaningful? Again, I'm asking you to talk for uh, for Coach K because understandably uh, he is not making himself available to uh, to talk about it. I'm sure it, this has really uh, impacted him uh, in a huge way. Uh, did you notice anything about Coach that might be like he kind of soft? Not not Coach Knight, but Coach K that he sort of made peace with it and was able to kind of deal with it better. I I do believe that 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 he made peace with it that it was the way Coach Knight was, um, and again I don't mean to to delve into areas that that are none of my business, but I do know that it was really hurtful, and uh, and I'll just sort of leave it at that. Okay. It, 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 it just wasn't right, and uh, and we all knew it. Um, uh, you know, Coach Knight's family knew it. Um, his his friends knew it. We all knew it. And, uh, there was just, it, it was, there was nothing anybody could do about it. And there was nothing coach K could do about it. It was all on one side. And I'm not saying that, that everybody did everything perfectly, but coach Knight, I'm not saying that, but it, it I can tell you that, that from my seat, it wasn't right. And, uh, and, but you know, that said, um, there's genuine love and affection mm-hmm. there. And I know coach Knight felt because he told me. Um, we, we never talked about, uh, some of the difficulties, but I, he knew I didn't approve of the way he handled it. And, uh, and it became a sticking point between him and me, uh, toward the end. But, uh, uh, he just was, I don't know whether incapable is the right word. He just had a block there that he couldn't, he couldn't get over. And, uh, uh, and it, I, look, it, it sounds like it'd be a psychiatrist dream to try, try to <laughs> right. figure it out. Okay. And I'm certainly not qualified to do so, but, um, uh, you know, when I, I can tell you this, that, um, I, I wish for coach K that, that coach Knight had been for him all those years, what coach K has been to all of us. Uh, and, and that didn't happen, but it did, it did happen for a lot of years, uh, at the beginning, uh, up until the early nineties. And then there was reconnections and all that stuff mm-hmm. and things smoothed over, but, uh, there, there was a lot, lot there to unpack. Jay Billis is joining us here on the Adam Gold show, talking about Bob Knight who passed away yesterday at the age of 83 Knight as a coach, Bob Knight as a coach, um, I know his methods probably don't work. I probably have, we don't even need that. Uh, don't work in terms of going over the line, which he has obviously done over the course of his career. Uh, but what about him as a basketball coach is absolutely uh, translatable to today's game? 
it's translatable to any 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 sport, anytime, anywhere. Uh, he was a brilliant uh, mind, strategically um, to motivate, inspire, um, preparation, detail, you name it. He was as skilled as any coach I've ever seen in basketball, the most skilled at teaching, at getting in and out of teaching situations in practice without stopping play and making it into a, a, a speaking clinic. Uh, just remarkable. Uh, his ability to break down opponents, break down film, see uh, the intricacies of the game and openings that others, frankly, didn't see and uh, and couldn't see without him pointing it out first. Um, just an amazing, you know, he used to say, uh, Coach, how you say about Doc Councilman, the great swimming coach at Indiana, that Doc Councilman could coach any sport and be great. And I think that's equally true of, of Bob Knight, that he could have coached any sport and been just as great. He chose basketball, but, you know, I, I watched football games with him and watched him dissect a football game uh, like he, he should have been on, uh, you know, on the NFL today. Uh, you know, he, he and baseball, you name it. Um, he just had an amazing mind uh, in, in every regard, but, uh, but especially for basketball. Yeah, he was a good friend of Bill Parcells. I know that. Uh, so, yeah, the, these these coaches, they could. They could coach any sport. But before I let you go, Jay, and I appreciate your time, because um, you knew Coach Knight, the person. So we, we talk about the complicated relationship he had with Mike Krzyzewski, but there was a kindness about him as an individual uh, that a lot of people don't know. I'm guessing you saw that. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I did. There was a such an interesting uh, contradiction with Coach Knight. You know, he was the only friend I've ever had that I felt like I had to explain to people. And I actually wrote an article about it 20 years ago where I just stopped, I decided I was going to stop doing that. You know, I felt the good far outweighed the bad. I acknowledged the the negatives. And, uh, and I made no excuse or rationalization for it. There was no justifying some of the things he said or did. But at the same time, he had tremendous capacity for kindness and thoughtfulness. Uh, I think I detailed in an article I wrote uh, about him that, uh, you know, when his, when his coach, Fred Taylor, was at the end of his life, Coach Knight used to sneak into the hospital at night just to hold his hand. And he didn't want anybody to know. And uh, uh, he paid, uh, you know, bills and expenses for a, a very prominent basketball person that had fallen on hard times. Didn't want anybody to know. Um, he uh, landed Turner when he was uh, paralyzed in an automobile accident in uh, the early 1980s. I think it was 1981. Uh, he made he called Red Auerbach and asked Red to draft Turner with one of their late draft picks, and and Auerbach did it. Uh, and he raised a ton of money for Landon Turner. Um, but at the same time, he had a he had a capacity within him to 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 do and say things that were incredibly hurtful. Uh, but the kindness, in my view, um, eclipsed all of that. It's just uh, you know most people don't have that wild of a swing, 
And, you know, your point, like Bob Knight could coach today uh, without, I think, without a problem. Because the things that he did back in the day were a problem then. Um, (laughs) Okay, yeah. But the the overwhelming majority of of what he did was good and positive. Um, It's just, you know, it's kind of like his relationship with the media. You know, most of the questions he answered, he he did just fine. Mm -hmm. But he had a he had a quick trigger uh, temper on things and uh, and he couldn't get past a few of them. Um, It was just kind of like I said before, like he's bigger than life. And and so were were some of his flaws. Jay Billis, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for uh, for giving me 10 or 12 minutes. And we'll talk to you again. Basketball season's here. I'm sure you know that, though. Uh, Starts starts Monday. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.